This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Star Wars in Character. Dave and I have the privilege and honor to actually interview an actor from the Star Wars universe. I like how you said actor. I know. I wanted it to sound smart. (laughs) His name is Derek Lyon. Say hello, Derek. Oh, hello, guys. Uh, Thank you for... Invited me to uh, Star Wars in Character, the best po- podcast in the universe. Ooh, damn right! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Derek. And, and we want to know everything from your de- well, from your first step on the set till you punched out and went home. <laughs> yep, I'll do my best. Okay. Yeah, how did you come to be in A New Hope? And and if people aren't sure, the, the you play two characters. You were the metal bearer in the, the ceremony and also one of the rebel honor guard in that same scene, right? That's correct, yeah. I was in fact I'm I'm singing about four scenes in Star Wars, but in the first film. Uh, but in fact obviously I was chosen to be in fact the first metal bearer in the film along alongside another actor called Robert. And I can't remember his second name. But we were chosen um, to be metal bearers originally uh, for the film. Um, but going back a few steps, um, what happened is uh, ever since I was a little boy, I was always uh, singing, entertaining my family, you know, impersonations and all that kind of stuff. I was always uh, a fan of movies, you know, I love westerns, you know, and, uh, um, and, and sci-fi and, uh, you know, the list goes on. Anyway, my my father, who happened to uh, know a few stuntmen in the business, uh, quite well-known stuntmen, um, in fact, who worked on the Bond movies, um, uh, people like George Leach and uh, Terry Plummer, not sure Denny Powell, which made me nothing to you, but uh, they're quite important. In fact, Gary Powell is um, the guy who, who's the stunt coordinator on the, on the new Bond films with Daniel Craig, uh, and he was one of my peers. Uh, and, and in fact, his father, uh, Nosha, was a, was a good good man and good friend of my father's. You know, so I basically got into the business uh, that way through my father. Um, uh, I've always been able to act and, and entertain since I was a child. So I suppose I've got a natural gift for that. Some people are really good at mathematics. Some people are good at sciences. But I was pretty good at, at um, being silly and being a fool. You know, <laughs> it sounds like so, it sounds uh, like me. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, my father um, introduced me to an agent. Uh, agency at the time, which was, you know, uh, Central Casting. Um, it's a very similar to the American one. And um, I joined in 1975. And my, my father also knew the head of the union because it's good to know. Uh, it's a bit like the um, Teamsters, you know, in America. Uh, they're quite powerful unions in those days. So I got in into the business that way. And it wasn't for over a year that till I got uh, the film called the Star Wars, its original title. Now, I actually um, was at uh, university at the time. Um, we also called it college. It's a similar kind of thing. 
and uh, uh, it was during this, I think the summer of, I think it was May 76, um, that um, I remember um, I got a phone call um, from the agency and say, look, you know, they're looking uh, for uh, a guy who could, you know, play uh, the metal bearer or whatever, you know, whatever comes along. Uh, and can you go to Shepard's do just for the uh, fitting and they take a Polaroid of you? So, um, so anyway, I went to Shep- uh, sorry, went to Shepton Studios. Um, I think it was a few weeks later. Uh, pretty nervous, you know, queued up. Um, got my fitting as the one of the rebel, uh, which obviously I didn't know there were rebels in those days. And then um, they t- took some photographs of me. I remember, I think it was Polaroid or some camera. And then, um, then I went home basically. And then. Uh, about maybe a week later, I got a phone call saying, could you start on Monday? It's going to be uh, maybe two weeks at Shepard and Studios because, um, and this is actually a fact, you know, obviously the first film was based, its base was at Elstree Studios. Um, but the, the reason they used um, Shepard and Studios was because the set was uh, larger. H stage was a large stage and that's where they, they built Masati temple uh they built these uh, the war room scene uh with um uh, the brief room scene with uh, sorry alex mccrindle played general dodona uh mm-hmm. which i was involved with as well and also um several other uh, shots obviously all the thing with the x-wing pilots and the, and the big um spaceships were, were filmed at um at elstree studios right and so um, I went down. Uh, it, was, it was only a, a maybe, maybe, a, maybe a crowd of about hundred uh, people dressed as pilots and all different costumes. And I was fascinated by the set. You know, it's a massive set, and you know, it's like you know, my dreams came came true. You know, I was on a movie. You know, and no one right. really knew about it in those days what what would happen. But anyway, anyway um, this one of the assistant directors is still kind of a good friend of mine. Um, a, guy called Terry Madden and Terry Madden is very connected with the James Bond films and he did a lot of the Bond films as well as assistant director. He, he chose me and a guy called Robert uh, to be the uh, metal bearers in the film and unfortunately when, when we rehearsed uh, the scene where we're up, we're up on the kind of steps and the, on the kind of rostrum, the actual uh, scene where you know you get Chris Slayer and the rest of the guys generals there Mark Hamill eventually um, I'm, I'm you know I, I, I'm, in, I'm in the middle of the shot and uh, I have to walk forward and we have to time it so as the guys as Harrison and, and Chewbacca and Carrie approach Mark Hamill etc um, we have to kind of time it that you know I, I walk forward first the guy on the side which was Robert initially he walks forward delivers it to uh, General Dodona who then delivers it to Carrie Fisher and then then I go forward and then it goes to Harrison Ford. Anyway, um, we rehearsed it, and I, I got it right because I always hit my mark. But unfortunately, Robert, very tall chap, he he, uh, he was like a ballet dancer. He said he was a ballet dancer anyway, uh, a bit camp, <laughs> you know, in some ways, which is uh, a bit gay, you know. But he was a lovely guy, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he actually walked forward, and he, he he actually walked forward like a Charlie Chaplin, you know. He's like out, he's all over the place, and he was he was so unbalanced, you know, for it's supposed to be a dancer. So anyway, they basically, in English expression, they elbowed him, they got rid of him, and then they chose another um, guy from 
from, from the crowd, um, obviously. And, and um, then the other guy then was uh, at where I was, which is, you know, the scene where I'm actually coming in, uh, you should see side view of me. Uh, the other guy was uh, in that, that scene, in, in that section, and, and, I, and I was in the middle. And uh, unfortunately, because I was quite naive in those days, a bit shy and insecure, uh, um, eventually, when I, when I came back on set after we rehearsed it, I noticed that this other metal bearer, he was in my place. I said, hang on, listen, what you, why are you in my place? He said, oh, oh this <laughs> told me to move, you've got to go on the other side. So, in fact, this guy called Nick Joseph, who's a good guy, actually, he actually um, did me a favour because, you know, I'm kind of seeing a little bit more than him in the film, which is great, you know. And, <laughs> he bumped um, you over. <laughs> he did. Did, yeah, and it's way it's a way it was. It's very cut for a great business, you know. When people, he was much older than me, and I suppose, you know, people take advantage of, of you know younger people respecting the business. I saw that happen a lot. <clears throat> yeah, maybe he didn't intend it to be that way, but that's okay. And I'm quite happy with it now. It's worked out. It works out. I look at it that everything works out for a reason, so it was okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, at the same time. I did that scene, um, and I can't remember. I always forget the sequence. Did we do that bit first and the entrance last, or was it the other way around? I think it was the metal bearing first, and then what happened? Terry Madden said, "Okay," because they when they get a group of people, um, and a lot of these actors, a lot of these, you know, I never use the word term extra because it's it's always used in a very derogatory term in the film business, you know, especially in the UK because of right. the class system, but um, most of those people um, I worked with at that time, you know, I mean, it was Richard Attenborough's um, brother was one of the supporting artists. Hmm. There was um, there was several other people who were, who were musicians, dancers, uh, and Twitter, Chris Variety artists, you know, people who had a lot of talent. And um, so they're not like a dot in the landscape in Ben-Hur where you can't see them, which I would call an extra because that's Someone's not in, you know, you can't even see. Anyway, right, right. Um, when we did the scene with the, the doors open, um, on the left was me, and on the right, as you look at it, is a guy called Lorne Peterson. And Lorne Peterson, yeah, as you may yeah, be aware, yeah. he's, the, yeah, he's the guy who's the um, special effects um, uh, designer for the kind of, uh, um, for the sets, for the mini mini kind of um, X-Wings and what stuff he did he built all that and he worked for Lucasfilm I think he still does yeah he's a big deal um, yeah and he was his great guy um, and I knew he was American I didn't really I spoke to him a little bit but I tell he's American um, but actually be, be quite honest with you it's quite funny because in those days the unions were so strong that anyone who was not a member of the union in those days whether it be equity or whatever and if someone else um, was in a car costume in, in those days the, the whole film could be shut down if the unions found out so I don't know what to skullduggery happened but Lorne Peterson was really not supposed to be in that costume because um, you know he wasn't a union member and he was an American um, <laughs> and, uh, you know you know because he, he was with the crew he was a crew member um, and um, but that's another that's another situation but I thought I'd let you know that it's quite interesting to to know yeah that no um, that is cool like i was gonna ask you too like was that and I, I know that that scene is, is the metal bearer and then this guard as well was that all the same day or was that over several days over several days we were there for two weeks doing this you know okay wow wow yeah two weeks of work was you imagine you've got they've got to you've got to do the um 
you got to do the close-ups of the guy of, of, of the main principles. You got to do different angles, you know, their point of view, you know, um, and you know different shots. So, in fact, in that scene, I've got photographs just to kind of prove it. That you know, obviously, I'm the medal bearer doing that scene. Mm-hmm. I'm the Sassy Temple Guard at the other end, Rebel Honor Guard, they also call it. And I've got my own action figure as well, by the way. Um, oh, which is obviously even I, better. Well, obviously, <laughs> I share it with Lawn. Because Lorne was also the, 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 that, that rebel guard on the other side as well. <clears throat> but uh, but great thing about it is on the back of the the, the figure itself, um, the, the photograph they use is actually my, is me is actually me uh, rather than Lorne. So that, that's kind of nice, you know. Um, so it is you. <laughs> it is you. Yeah. Left <laughs> it is me. I can I can I can prove it as well by um, I've, I've got this um in, when I was in. Spain a few years ago at uh, the, the Spanish convention, they, ma- they made up this, it was actually a massive, um, I wish I got hold of it, um, uh, life-size um, uh, um, rebel on a guard, which is me. And, and if you go close on it, you can see that on my left hand, there's a, my, my, my end knuckle, the last knuckle, is, is, is actually slightly back, uh, slightly pushed back. It's because when I did my, when I did full contact, martial arts when I was about, you know, um, 15, 16, I, I hit this guy and, uh, in a, in a, in a, uh, a competition uh, and it, I, I knocked, I hit, didn't hit him right. Uh, I did knock his tooth out by the way, but I, I actually knocked the, um, the knuckle back, you know, oh, ouch. so you can actually see, if you look at, you compare my hand now with that, you can actually see see i'm sure with the technology they have now they could find out but yeah that was me and um so we, d- we did those two things but also when they when they pan along the crowd from i'm just thinking so if i'm on the left uh, as and uh as you look at the screen when the guy here has come through the doors sliding doors on the right is lord peterson so on the left hand side you follow that line going down on the left when they kind of shot that scene there, I'm also in, in, in the actual crowd there and next to yeah. Joseph back. And he, I, I've got a picture of that, actually. It's quite funny. I found it in a Star Wars book. Um, so, yeah, so those are scenes I was in. I was also involved in the, um, the briefing room scene when General Dodona is actually um, showing them the, the, you know, the, the, the Death Star and how they're going to approach it, etc. Right. And um, I... I'm at the very front, and when you when you see that scene where, where Mark is talking to the other pilot, and uh, there's a couple of couple of words of dialogue there, and then I think General Dodona says, "May the force be with you." And everyone stands up. So I made sure when I stood up, I turned to my right because I knew the camera was behind me. So you at least see the side of my face again. <laughs> so there are screenshots. <laughs> yeah. So there are screenshots of that. But when when they did the reverse publicity still for that. Uh, it's in a book called, um, I think it's called 365 Days. Uh, it's a book on Star Wars. Um, and it, it, um, it, that shot with my, my good friend John Chapman, who's one of the pilots in it, um, uh, the, the guy in my pl- uh, the where I was sitting, is there's an old gentleman sitting there instead of me. And, and the reason for that was because Terry but. Terry um, Madden took me and said, oh, we're going to take you to the next scene now. And so they took me to the next scene because obviously they felt, oh, this guy's good at his job, you know, let's get used to him a bit. So they took me to the other set, which was the set with, um, which is the war room set, 
which is that circular thing where uh, Carrie's uh, looking over, and I think C-3PO's in that scene as, as well. Um, right. And there's this, there's this kind of perspex glass, uh, and I'm actually behind that. Uh, I'm wearing a grey boiler suit, and you see the back of my head right now. There is a still with me in it, but it's back of my head. I know it's me because I remember that's <laughs> doing that scene. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, so I mean like, well, uh, those four, four little bits, you know, which is quite fun, really. Yeah, really. I'm gonna I'm gonna come right out and ask how many medals were in that box. There was uh, in that on that scene. Uh, there was just one medal per box. Okay. Poor just two medals. All right. Okay. <laughs> you still you're still upset about Chewbacca not getting a medal, right? Uh, the thing is, I, I was you know at, at the time you don't think about it, but then on reflection you think, well, you know, why didn't he get his medal? You know, but obviously logistic, <laughs> it would have been difficult to get up to some want to do it i don't know why they didn't do that i just don't understand it really um but um there were two medals one which nick carried and one which i carried my one went to um to obviously mark campbell and the other one went to harrison um, right. and we i think we did that see i think all that scene was done silent you know we didn't have any um i don't remember there being mics around Around, you know, because there was no dialogue. It was just a visual thing, you know. Yeah, just music was added later. Yeah, what stuff? Yeah, it was all, you know, uh, like that. But did you and these? Sorry. Did you and these guys that you met and mm-hmm. and became friends with? Did you have any idea then? Like you even said, it was called the Star Wars. You you were excited to be on a film. Did you have any idea what you were in, or or, or what what was what this whole thing was all about, or was it just like? come here and do this stuff, and then it turned into this explosive juggernaut that it became? Or did, did you know then? Well, they were kind of, you know, pe- the older um, elder peers, the other kind of um, acting artists who were around, you got to t- I got to talk to a few of the more experienced ones, and they said, they, they did hear rumours, and maybe I'm, it's imagination, but I, I'm sure they said that, you know, they're going to make toys and they're going to make this stuff, out. they're going to make figures and stuff, you know, at the time, or toys related to it. We had a, I, I'm sure I did hear that, but with regard to it being a big thing, I think most people thought, well, it's just a film, you know, it's just another job, you know, and um, right. Right. I don't think we really, I don't think we really, anyone really knew, and I... I I don't. I, I, it was my first job, and so I, I had no perception of how these things go. So I, I don't think. Uh, no, I don't. I wasn't aware of that anyway. So did you have any idea? Like, like I was. I was th- this had to have made no sense to everybody there, except for the principal actors. Like, this is a an award ceremony. Did they tell you what was going on in the script? Like, you probably didn't have a full script. This is totally out of context. Did you have any idea what you were bestowing medals about? Um, no, actually not. Not at all. We just thought, well, this is a... I mean, you don't... We don't know. I mean, obviously, on hindsight, you think, well, yeah, it must be the end of the film because they're getting awarded with something. But it could have been any. It could have been any sequence. It could have been where they got these medals and then it goes back, back, you know, to the beginning. You know, it could have been that way. But no, but no I, I don't. Um, no, I don't think. Uh, no, we didn't have any idea. They just said, "Look, hit your marks, do this. You're doing that," and and we just did it. You know, right. No, no idea. Well, that's probably the case on a lot of movies that you ended up doing. It was like, to you, it's out of context. When you see it later, you realize the scale and the grandeur of what you're involved in. Yeah, exactly. 
Did you know? Yeah, did you know that day? Like when you got there, you were the metal bearer. Did they kind of just say, like, did you know you were going to be multiple characters? Or was it like a kind of thing where, like, we're short on people? Can you put on this costume and do this? Like, was it? Uh, as well, as it was, as it was my first job, I just accept what they gave me, and uh, I knew I was going to be in the film. I knew I was going to be some kind of character, and and I was chosen. I think it's see. I think that apart from the main principles, um, it's usually the, the director, like George Lucas, would say to his first assistant, um, like, we need two guys in this scene, um, you know, who, who can hopefully get their job right and do it and get the shot done because, you know, time's money. And so then the uh, first assistant then says uh, to the second assistant, uh, you know, find me two guys who you think would be good for this and et cetera. And usually the, 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 the assistants know, um, you know, they've got a fair idea who can do it and who can't uh, if they work with the same people at the time. But because I, you know, he chose me and, and, and the other guy, uh, we did it right. So they thought, well, if they did it right, I'd rather than get someone else, we can put a, a, help, a kind of, helmet over him no one recognized him uh, and and they would just use see they just use people who could really be professional do the job correctly and so i you know it was my first job it was you know it was the first thing i ever did right. so it was fantastic so I, I went along with it i went with the flow you know i just i just did what they told me to do and um obviously on the hind on reflection you kind of learn things from that but uh yeah, yeah they just i think it's because they had short they, they didn't have many people they didn't have much money yeah. and um I think that they wanted to use as many people as possible. I mean, that scene when you when the heroes walk through and you see them walking um, down uh, to get the medals, you know, uh, there's only I say about hundred people, and then what they did, they matted them along. They kind of you know used kind of some kind of trickery to make it look, look like there's thousands of uh, pilots, stormtroopers, etc. Not sorry, not stormtroopers, pilots and um, rebels, etc. Uh, along along that uh, per, you know uh, ceremony, I I know it was your it was your first job, and I know you're not thinking of it. Did you take anything home from the <laughs> from the set after your first day or your last day? You know, the only thing I did, I must admit, I did take. Yes, yes. I found. I, I did find. Well, I, I, I subsequent. I don't know where it's gone, but I did actually take. Uh, there was a sticker they were all, all over the, the um around the set because we were filming um at Shepton H H stage and uh, there were um around the um the studio itself at different uh, places there were these stickers you know the Star Wars sticker you, you must have seen that one it's kind of a triangular right sticker yeah. oh, by, oh my god yes yeah it was like the original <laughs> the original logo kind of thing uh, yeah, the original, it's like a triangle. There's a guy with this thing behind. I've got a copy of it. I've got one here, a badge here somewhere, a patch with a similar thing. But actually, the one I had, it said the Star Wars on it. And it was a sticker, and it said the Star Wars, um, and it had the same that same image, which I've seen, you know, around. It's, it, I think it, it's, uh, you, know, you know the one, the guy guy's holding a lightsaber, but it's like part of... Kind of cartoonish. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like when yeah. Luke Skywalker was yeah. still like Luke Star Killer, like he's like in that pose. Kind yeah, of I, I've got, I've got, I've got, um, I've got a. Let me just see if I can, one second. I'll just see if I can remember. I've got, I've got it here somewhere so I can remember what it looked like. Um, what the hell is it? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly I, what he's talking about. That that so, early, so much, it's like an early convention thing. See, blue, Mark Hamill, blue and white. It's it's colored. It's very colorful. Yeah, it's blue and white. And, yeah, it's just one one person in a triangular pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I had that. Yeah, it's like a triangle. It's a triangle thing. Anyway, um, and it. And it said the Star Wars in it, and I have no idea where it went over the years. I just it's disappeared. But um, I wish I would have had it still, really. <laughs> but no, I, I'd never, I never, I never was one of those people to take things off sets. I never did that, you know. Uh, that's me, a, that's a no no. Me neither. Say. I wouldn't do that either. Yeah, you would. <laughs> well, I would. I would try the guy. The, I would try the metal on my on my neck. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what kind of direction did you is, get from Lucas, if any, or was that an assistant director uh, directing was, that scene? Uh, yeah. George Lucas, you know, with all due respect to him, is a wonderful man. He's not the best director or, or he's, met, he's not the best <laughs> um, I was rephrase that. He's not the best um, actor's director and that's been that's, that's obviously noted uh, after many other films but he's a very good storyteller, creative genius and and a really sweet man but he, he's very it was very very quiet you know as i said in an interview before many years ago when i saw him i thought he was a backpacker traveling across europe and he happened to turn up on a film set because <laughs> 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 he had this checkered shirt on and and uh, jeans with uh, uh, these trainers sneakers you say in america and uh, i thought oh he's must he looks like he's just you know come across what my idea was it's kind of funny really i just thought to think that you know yeah i i can see why you say that did you ever try and get into any of the sequels or was that something like a lot like i know a lot of that original film was shot probably near you and the other films became more international well the thing is it was obviously i did actually go to preview of empire strikes back and i was one of the first people with the crew who saw that film in the whole of the world nice. and that was at the dominion theater um and i'll tell you a quick story about that when i um when i went to see that on a sunday um sunday about two o'clock in the afternoon um i went in the film starts and I, empire is such a great movie you know yeah. and, and um, at the end at the very end um lights went up and two rows in front of me was mark camel and carrie fisher couldn't believe it and so I said, hi, Mark, hi, Carrie. And Carrie came right up to me, and she was very sweet. And she gave me a kiss on the cheek, and, and I got her. Mike, Mark was very sweet, too. Yeah, she'd always, she always like kiss me. Uh, and I, I, um, I had a crush on her, you know, obviously, from the very first one. We all did. Uh, we all did. Um, <laughs> we all did. Right, she's such a nice woman. And she, she, uh, she signed. I've still got the original crew program um, signed by by Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, and she put kisses and love on it, you know. But Mark never put that. I was very disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, so I did see that. But no, I didn't really try, because I left the business for a few couple of years to do other other things. Okay. And um, no, I didn't. But I I was very interested in, you know, uh, um, I would love to be in maybe – um, episode eight, which has been which has been prepped at the moment, because you never know it could happen from this L Street nineteen seventy six film. It's a possibility that something could happen because yeah, I've got myself a new agent, and uh, who knows? But my back character is, is a character called Vorin Al, and he is uh, you know uh, you can check check it out on the um, he Star I actually. Wars, um, I, I, I actually checked that out. You have a gigantic, huge backstory just for holding 
medals. Yeah, like he's the. Uh, yeah. it, it seems like he's like the major rebel historian, and we, that's what we do on our show. We do like these obscure yeah, characters yeah. and their backstory. So we were going to bring that up, but Chris is like, the backstory is too long. We have to do a whole separate episode on your character, guaranteed. Which we will. Well, I'd love to do it. You know, I'd love to. I'd love to do that. But they have to give me because the, the, the kind of. Uh, cartoon image of me inverted commas um uh, of Warren Isle he has a kind of mullet hair exercise hair's kind of like long at the back and stuff but I mean you know who knows if that ever happened but I know it was um that uh, um is it Jason Chi I think it's a Chinese guy who does all the kind of his- history Leland Leland Chi Leland Chi yeah lovely guy but he did the backstory for that and um but the great thing the funny thing is a kind of coincidence or the um the uh, semi, uh, yeah, the kind of link with me and funny enough, Garrick Hagen. Garrick's a good friend of mine, and Garrick Hagen, you know, big start lighter, start lighter. Um, yeah, big start lighter, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, Gar- Gar- yeah, Garrick, um, who I get on very well with, um, in, in, the, in the kind of backstory, he, here's a, my, my character, are kind of really connect, connected quite closely. Well, I know that I can tell just by the way you talk about it, and I know that you do a lot of conventions. Um, what does it mean to you to have been a part of something so legendary? Well, you know, it's this 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 um, this movie um, has uh, followed me or been connected with me up to this point. You know, talking to you now, um, it, it's. Uh, uh, Everywhere I've been, if I mention, you know, I don't always say, oh, by the way, I was a Star Wars. Uh, but if it comes up, I say, yeah, you know, and, and um, people are amazed. And, you know, uh, it's, it's uh, well, I, I, back to your kind of your question. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm so, very proud and, and, and privileged to have been connected with this um, phenomenal film. Yeah. Um, and it, it's... It's you know it's like it's, it's it got me in, invo- it's got me interested in in um, um, mythology and and all uh, legends and mythologies of the world and things like that. I read the book um, the hero with a thousand faces by Joseph Campbell, who was uh, one of George Lucas's friends and was inspiration for Star Wars actually. Right. And uh, I read a lot of that stuff. Saw his documentaries which were filmed at uh, uh, Skywalker Ranch. Uh, you guys, you guys should check out. Uh, uh, Joseph Campbell because uh, amazing so it's got me into like, those things from Star Wars it's actually it's, it's, it's a kind of like a tree you know it's like starts with the root which is Star Wars and spread it it's, it's like it's it's um it's roots one way and it's and, and, and it's stems the other way into, into flowering more and more connections with Star Wars so it's amazing it's an amazing thing and I, you know, I would love to work on you know Star Wars 8 maybe or 9 you know because originally it was only meant to be there was actually we did know that at some point I found out that there were going to be nine films you know right. two three four four five six seven, uh, seven eight nine I think that was the right order um, and yeah so who knows I, I, you know, I, I say I, I, I love the I love the film you know I love the 
the uh, connections with it, and uh, it's, it's been very good to me. Well, yeah, that's. Yeah. It. I mean, so your your work in Star Wars gets your feet wet, and that leads to other work. And looking at your, I was talking to my, I have a thirteen year old son, and he was like, "Here, you know, talk to oh. this guy Derek today." And I was like, "His career's been amazing. Like, it's been a very prolific career, and some classic, classic films." Um, I know Chris is interested in some of these other things. Sorry about my dog. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> there you go. I know that uh, we're talking some some all time legendary franchises. Starting with, uh, I guess we'll start with Bond because I know that that's a big thing, Chris. You're in four different Bond movies with three different Bonds, and yes. I know Chris has a question. I am dying to know, in your own opinion. Who was your favorite Bond out of the, out of those three? Um, and no one's listening. There's there's no one here. No one. Well, well, I'll be quite honest with you. Um, I I really like Pierce Brosnan. Because, yes. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I, I tell you why because Pierce and I we we were supporting artists together on a film called The Mirror Cracked uh, many many years ago, and um, he. Uh, I kind of really, I didn't really speak to him on that, but then I worked on um, a couple of other things, the Holcroft Covenant and, um, and I, what was the other one I did with work with him on? Uh, God. Uh, da, 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 uh, oh, yeah, Remington Steel. They came to England and did it here. And I worked on, on, that, on that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and funny enough, when I worked on Goldeneye, um, which I, yeah, I'm not really seeing, I was I just passed. In fact, I pass very briefly when um, uh, Pierce says that line to Franca, you know, the Dutch actress, when he's Bond, James Bond, you know, he says that. Yes. Uh, yes. I actually passed by that, on that line, which is wonderful, but you can't really see because it was a quick, very short, quick shot, because um, I was meant to be one of the casino guests, but more Martin Campbell, I did, don't particularly like the director. Yeah. Uh, he was so rude to everyone, yeah. and Pierce didn't particularly like him. I know that. Um, but uh, um, I actually said to um, Pierce on GoldenEye, do you know what? I know that you offered it several years ago, and we, we chatted about this before, on, on, on maybe five years before that. And I said, this is the right time for you, Pierce, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, before, it, I don't think it would have worked, but, you know, you're perfect at this point. And he said, oh, he goes, ah, Derek, uh, that's, that's very kind of you. I appreciate that. You know. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, but, um, yeah, so he was a great guy. Roger Moore, he was he, he was very nice. And uh, and Tim Dalton, I, worked, I actually didn't see him on my shot on Living Daylights where I was playing uh, my six agent with um, uh, Jerome Crabb, um, who plays the the uh, Russian uh, general, and um, Desmond Llewellyn played uh, Q. Um, but I didn't see... Um, Timothy on those days, but I did work with Timothy uh, on a thing called Flash Gordon many years ago and uh, oh. had a chat with him. He was uh, that's yeah, a nice chap to watch. Yeah. Flash Gordon's a classic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you wound up in a lot of legendary movies. So the Bond movies are Octopussy, A View to a Kill, Living Daylights, and Goldeneye. I know another thing Chris wants to know is that you were you were associated in four different Superman movies, including Superman Two, Superman Three, Supergirl. And Superman for the Quest for Peace. Yes. Uh, how did you come to be in that? I mean, I, we've talked to other English actors, and it seems like the yeah. things that, that, like, once you get in one, you kind of can get in the others, and they're all kind of filmed in the same place. Is that kind of what happened? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, 
it's funny. It's it's like there's the you know assistant directors. A lot of the films I've worked on, uh, it would be the assistant director uh, or, or the casting director who knew me uh, from different circles who would call me direct. And a lot of the time, I, I got a phone a phone call direct. Uh, in other, you know, I didn't have to go for ages and stuff because um, they they wanted someone, you know, and and, I, and they trusted me, you know. As my friend uh, Terry Bamber says, he's an assistant director on most of the Bond films, the, the later Bond films. I think it's a spy lucky. I think he did, and he said to me a few years ago when I, I did a talk at the uh, Directors Guild at Pinewood Studios, um, and it was Vic Armstrong, you know, who doubled Harrison and Indiana Jones stunt stuntman. Uh, there was uh, Michael Stevens. And he won an Oscar on the Oscar a few years back, one of the best second assistants in the business, and then me. And I did the talk, and Jerry, Terry Bamber said, you know, to the assistant directors, this this guy Derek Lines is one of the best um, in the business. You know, he always was on time, hit his mark, and was professional. So that was very nice. So um, there we go. So what was I've, I've gone off? To, I've diversified a bit there. What was the uh, question again? I just, I just want to know. I am like a, I'm like a huge, I'm a huge movie fan. I go see movies. I love every actor out there. And only a few sure. actors, a few actors in my life, when they passed away, I actually cried. And Chris, yeah, Re- Chris Reeve was on top of the list. And I want to know yeah. how he was, like you know, in real life, and his, and what you yeah. talked about, and just how cool he was. Yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris. Reeves, the late Christopher Reeves, was I think a great Superman. One, of, yes. I think the Superman, really. Uh, uh, I worked on uh, Superman two, three, four, and obviously Supergirl. Um, now uh, let me just think. What? Yeah, on Superman two, we did the scenes um, uh, uh, with uh, Terrence Stamp. You know, when he played Zod, and and you got Non and um, and uh, sorry, sorry. sorry. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, so go back on that. Yeah, no, no it's fine. Uh, on the is okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this is real time, man. It's great. <laughs> real, uh, yeah. Um, right. Track of thought is gone. Oh yeah, yeah. We did the scene uh, where I was one of the American soldiers uh, who, who uh, uh, is, was shooting at uh, Terrence Stamp. He's character you know zod and stuff in in they built that that, that scene in a, in a in a in a field in in um in the uk right um but i said i worked on, i remember i think the same one we, we did the underground scene with when he stops the the, the, under, the subway train oh, um, wow. we filmed you know, we filmed that at aldwich i was in that scene i was one of the commuters on that and then on quest for peace i was um um, a Russian soldier n- near the nuclear rocket. I think uh, I haven't seen it for years. And in Supergirl, uh, I was one of the um, uh, I forget the character's name, but one of the super people on that planet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't yeah. really see me in that one. I was kind of you know, in, there in the ether. But um, uh, but Christopher, getting back to Christopher, yeah, he was a very kind man, um, very, very focused on his on his job. I mean, he was Superman. I mean, you know, he had a great physique. Uh, he had an eye for the ladies. The, you know, he liked the girls. You know, when he, he uh, supporting Arctic girls, he would always go and chat them up. You know, and right. <laughs> you know, um, but I don't think it went anywhere any any further than that. But yeah, he was just a, a really sweet, kind man. I, I actually got his autograph as well. I mean, I managed oh, to get that because that is amazing. 
Yeah, I got it. I got it. I, 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 I posted it a few years ago. But no, it, I, I used to get uh, only people I've kind of liked or um, felt an affinity with. I would say, would you mind signing this? And you know, I've got Jack Nicholson. I've got his. I've got uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, Robin Mitchum, you know, I've got many uh, people I kind of admired, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, Chris, what I can say about Chris, he was just a, just a nice, nice average guy who was just friendly and did his job and, and, uh, and the rest is, rest is history, really. Just yeah, a right. pretty good, decent man. Not, not, he wasn't stuck up. He was always friendly, mm-hmm. having fun, but very focused on, on his, uh, on his role, you know. Right, right. The, some of the other things, like you've already mentioned Jack Nicholson, you were in The Shining, you were the Overlook Hotel bellhop, uh, Krull, Gandhi, Yentl, Greystoke, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you came back Lucas Full Circle with Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. I saw the picture on your website of you in the background of that scene. It's, it's the scene where yeah. Sean Connery shot, isn't it? That's right. It's the penultimate scene towards the end of the film. Uh, and uh, yeah, what happened in fact? I, backstory is I auditioned for Raiders of Lost Ark hmm. many years before in Covent Garden at the Sanctuary. It's like a female kind of a pampering place, but they, they had a room upstairs where we auditioned. So I auditioned for that. I did get it. I got. I was going to be one of the Germans at the end of the film, which which gets blown up, and they were going to take casts of her head and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> You know, when the Ark of the Covenant thing right. kind of explodes and the spirits come out and everyone's heads gets blown up. Well, I was meant to be one of those guys, but unfortunately, I had booked my holiday to Portugal. <laughs> and when they called me and they said, oh, Derek, you know, they want you for this film, you, you passed your dish. I said, well, I can't do it now because I've booked, I've paid all this money out, you know. Yeah. So I didn't do it. But then three films later, and between that time and Raiders, uh, sorry, um, Indiana, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, I, I got, I actually... Um, bumped into uh, Ronald Lacey, who's one of my, um, it was a wonderful man. He played um, General Tot. Yeah. Tot, yeah, that's right. A very great guy. And funny enough, I didn't know this, but I went out with his daughter, Rebecca Lacey, <laughs> in the 80s. What? And I didn't know. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I went out with her on a, on a blind date and uh, just a couple of times. And, um, and also his son, Jonathan, is an actor. He was in, uh, which also worked on... Um, uh, young Sherlock, you know. Right. Um, I think Barry Levison directed that, uh, and um, yeah, and that was connection. In, in fact, when I, I I was in Soho and I was walking, this is just after. Um, this is when they were most probably get doing the finishing touches to Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, in, in the eighties, I think it may have been. And um, I remember walking through Soho, and this guy walks towards me. I didn't recognise him immediately, you know, not because of Indiana Jones because I didn't know he was in it at that point and I said I said Ronald I said uh, how are you he goes he said who are you I said well I'm Derek Lyons oh you're Derek you're, you're the guy who helped my son Jonathan I said yeah I kind of he said oh thank you so much and he gave me a big hug and and, 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 and like an actor's kiss you know some actors kiss each other in England <laughs> and uh, French and, 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 and I got his autograph as well, and uh, we chatted, and you know, and he was going his way, and I was going my way. Unless he's not no longer with us. Yeah. But um, anyway, then we get back to like three films that I get a call. Uh, they want you um, to be one of the uh, the Nazi troopers in in, uh, in this scene. So I went down there, they fitted me, and then the rest is history. 
that were involved with that scene. And there was um, myself, a guy called John Locke, who is the first guy who's, who's got the Luger, you know, who kind of points it at Harrison. And there's me and an, another guy, and the other guy, I can't remember his name. Um, so the three of us, anyway, we do that scene. And um, I was very proud to be part of that. And on that film, which was amazing to be on at Elstree Studios, we had um, uh, Paul Hogan from Crocodile Dundee came down. <laughs> uh, um, he was a very nice, sweet guy, yeah. Uh, we had Michael Jackson come down. I've said a funny story about that. He comes down. Yeah, Michael Jackson came on set, and he, he came on set, and um, <laughs> and uh, he comes on set, and obviously I, 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 I get on very well with Sean Connery because um, his son Jason was an old friend. We worked together on a movie in '82, uh, um, and, and called Lords of Discipline with um, Bill Paxton, who's a friend of mine still, and Michael Bean. So um, <laughs> anyway, so Michael comes on. You know, this set is it, going to collapse and stuff because uh, it's the scene with the Chalice, and you know, it falls, you know, it falls in and stuff, and the whole thing explodes and thing. Um, anyway, so Michael has to come upstairs. It's, it's a big rostrum. It's about thirty feet high this thing so you you go up and the whole set's built very high so michael comes upstairs dressed as he's in his usual brigalia with the, with his friend jordan and they walk up with all these black bodyguards around him and he walks up to each of us you know and on that set that day there was maybe about 10 of us um, when he came on set and including the cast of you know dan amelia you know john Reese davis sean connery um and uh alison doddy uh, who plays uh, a German girl, and also Julian Glover, right. a very sweet Julian Glover. And he comes up, you know, walking up to everyone, and he comes up to me, and right to my left is Sean Connery standing there, you know. And we didn't, like, stand up in the line, like the, we're meeting the king or the queen, but um, <laughs> it, it, it was just formal. So he comes up, and he goes to me, he goes to me, oh, hi, I'm Michael. I said, well, nice to meet you, Michael, <laughs> I shook his hand. Then he went to Sean, and he said, hi, I'm Michael, nice to meet you. And Sean Connery doesn't even shake his hand. He he, he, push, he puts his hand like pushes his hand away and says, "I'm sure you are." And he walked away. <laughs> That's awesome. So when Michael said to him, "Hi, I'm Michael Jackson," he goes, "I'm sure you are," and he and he walks away. He just and he walked away from him. And the funny thing is, I told that story in Spain, and it was. Me and Jeremy Bullock, you know, who plays Bubba Fett on stage together. And I told the story, and Jeremy couldn't stop laughing. It was really funny. That is an awesome story. <laughs> that's a great yeah, so, story. Hmm? That's a fantastic story. Have, sorry? That, that's a great story. I love that story. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty true story. And, and uh, he said, I'm sure you are. But if I, if I was to like, do it, if you were standing with you talking to you, it'd be easier to like he'd act it, act it, and it's the way. It's just the way his hand moved and the way he walked off, and it really did happen. And also on that set, it was um, during the time, and you can work it out. It was actually Harrison Ford's birthday, hmm. um, and what they did, George Lucas. Um, I think it was either George or, like, could have been, could have been, um, what's his name? Uh, God, um, the director. I forgot his name. Steven Spielberg. God, um, <laughs> so, uh, huh? Steven Spielberg. So, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, it's, I've got a problem in my head sometimes. But anyway, um, I think it was George or Steve said, look, guys, look, um, Harrison's offset at the moment, but we're going to bring this cake up, this massive cake, and we're going to lay it there in the, in the centre of the set, you know. And what we want you to do is when he comes up the stairs, the minute he walks up the stairs, we give you a cue, and we 
sing happy birthday. Anyway, so we, the cake comes up and then Harrison obviously is getting delayed by some people to keep him away off the set. And he comes upstairs, he walks up the stairs and he sees everyone. Happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday, dear Harrison. Happy birthday to you. And he goes, ah, oh, like shucks, you know, he, he kind of looks, he looked, I've never seen him look so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassed. So you would have to do this. Anyway, we all shared this lovely cake. It was, I think it was a sponge cake. It was very nice. And we had a piece of this cake. Now, if I would have got a bit of that cake and put it in a bag and froze it, I could, I could, have, I could have put it on eBay or something now. You could. <laughs> Guaranteed. I would have bought it. <laughs> yeah. There must, be, there must be some photographs um, of that of his birthday. I mean, I must be in them because... There's not many people, you know, it's only the, the group of people who played the, the characters on it you know, and a few crew there, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, so that was great. And Harrison was great. and he's, I liked him. But I've gotten very well with George Lucas because George, I actually said to him, George, you know, I, I was a metal bear in the first film. Oh, he goes, all oh, right. Oh, that, you know. And we started chatting about that and he asked me what I was doing and things like that. And, and um, uh, he, he was very sweet. And I actually took this book which I still have. It's a book called Heroes, and it, I think it's called Heroes, and it's got all, all people like um, Dustin Hoffman in it, you know, Robert Redford, uh, um, uh, Harrison Ford's in it, Spielberg's in it, and George Lucas is in it, I think. Uh, yeah, and um, I've got Harrison to sign his, you know, to Derek, his, 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 well, his page is signed. I got some, uh, I asked George Lucas, and he signed, he put to, to Derek, uh, may the force be with you, George Lucas, and he wrote it. And you know, he didn't. Now he just signed really quickly, but he put may the force be with you. Really kind of him. So I passed the book over to, to uh, Steven Spielberg, and just it was just standing beside each other, and I opened it up. And, and what it is is a photograph of Sp- Steven Spielberg facing ET. So on one side of the, uh, the page, as you open the book, it's got Sp- Steven Spielberg looking at ET. And so Steven Spielberg, what he did, he put, wrote Steven Spielberg and just wrote E.T. That's what he did. <laughs> I said, and I just said to him, you know, I said, look, George just did. He's right beside you. George just uh, put that. And <laughs> Steven Spielberg just ignored me. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's, quite, it's quite funny, really. But, um, yeah, but it, it, yeah, it's nice to work. I, I mean, I love, I love uh, George Lucas and his creative writing. You know, uh, he's a phenomenal man. And obviously... Still, is you know one of our greatest directors, one of you know the U.S. and world greatest directors. You know, yeah. you know um, some of the other along stuff. With, uh, standing- well, there you go. You got to work Sorry. with both of them. You got to work with Kubrick and Lucas and Spielberg. You've you've gotten to uh, work with the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and also some and of the other Stanley stuff. Kubrick. And Stanley Kubrick, right. So some of the other things that you've done, I, I, I wanted to ask you about this because we have another show where we talk about 80s movies and we did a whole episode on the movie Top Secret. It says, uh, according to what I found, that you were Val Kilmer's stand-in on Top Secret. How did that yep, come to yep. be? Yeah, I was actually, I was not his stand-in. It was actually, I was his, his um, uh, I doubled him in, in, in the movie Okay, uh, in certain scenes. Yeah, and uh, there's one particular thing where I'm, I'm, I, I do the hands doubling, where basically there's a scene where he has to cut through this fence, and uh, they don't always use the actor's hands, you know, because they're doing other scenes or doing other stuff. So it's it's usually um, the B camera uh, or the second unit crew, second unit crew, which um, you know will film those 
or sequences. And uh, basically, my one was I had to cut through this fence. You know, I had to wear his clothes and cut through his fence. But I was involved in some other stuff, which I can't rem- I can't remember too clearly. Um, doubling for him, but I was also play- I played Nazi in German again, um, and chasing him. Uh, um, um, when he jumps onto, uh, it's a bit like you know the old scenes with westerns where the cowboys would, you know, jump out the window and and, and land on the horse and then take off. You know, it, it, they did it with, with uh, bicycles, you know, or you know, cycles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where they they, so they jump uh, off uh, onto it like it's a horse, you know, and that was actually d- that was actually done. Those stunts were done by. Um, uh, Wayne Wayne Michaels and uh, and Tracy Eden and Tracy Eden uh, is a girl who is um, the stunt double for uh, Carrie Fisher. Hmm. Um, in fact, they're both married. I think they, they're, Tracy. Sorry, Tracy and, and Wayne are married. They're, they're, they're a couple, but both they they, they doubled uh, Val Kilmer and the and the actress for that. I mean, seen several scenes in that, but. Um, I've got it on DVD, but I, you know, funny enough, I've got so many. I've got at least ten thousand movies here, and wow. uh, and I, I, yeah, I'm a big collector of film, um, all different genres of film, from Scorsese to um, Hammer House to, you know, um, Jason Argonauts, you know, um, uh, Ray Harryhausen to, uh, you know, the uh, Hangover trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, no, some, some of your stuff I, transferred into uh, television because, I, I mean, you mentioned Remy Castile. I saw Magnum P.I. Our, our friend Matt, an editor, is a big Red Dwarf fan. You're on that. And I don't know if you yeah. saw this, Chris, that, that uh, Derek was on. Do you remember the episode of Family Ties when they went to England because Alex P. Keaton was going to maybe attend That's Oxford? Good. You were in that, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. What happened is they cast me as Alex's friend in that. And I put it such a long time time ago but we do, i think we filmed it uh, along the thames somewhere it could have been oxford uh cambridge i'm not sure i think maybe it's oxford and um uh, the whole family were there obviously and the producers were so wonderful you know i've still got the the, the pin they gave me with the dog logo as part of the company which did it sit boo boo sit good dog yeah and uh, the uh, I met, I was very uh, fortunate to um, speak to Michael, but mainly I spoke to his parents, you know, his father uh, and mother were on set uh, with Michael J. Fox. And his father was a quite a, a big guy, you know, quite heavy guy, you know, and, and you see little Michael, he's quite small, um, but he was a wonderful man and, and his mother, and I got on very well with him, you know, Michael was kind of friendly, but he was very focused on his, on what he did. But I think, you see me in scenes where he gets when he gets into the uh, uh, he gets into at the end of the film he gets into a I think it was a uh, a Morgan you know a sports car mm. and uh, and I like shake his hand and say take the ticket Alec or whatever and then he goes off because I hadn't seen the movie for years so yeah but so I was in that yeah with Michael Jake Fox and um, and the rest is history with his, his career and and unfortunately the Parkinson's which is a sad thing but he's still working he's still keeping strong which is great and uh yeah 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 he's a big he is a big uh beacon of hope at least in this country and i would assume worldwide for the money he's raised and the awareness he's raised so he's well it's, it's, he's a great guy it's a bit sorry it's a bit like christopher reeve you know what happened after you know when he broke his back doing the um um horse um dressage i think it was or something he did and 
uh, you know, jumping. Uh, what they call it? Equestrian. Anyway, when they jump across the equestrian, yeah. And it was a very sad moment, you know, when that happened. And he was a very brave man. He was really Superman, you know. Yeah. Back to Chris, Chris Reeve again, you know. Yeah. Well, I know I wrote this down. Chris isn't going to care about this, nor will many of our listeners. But I am a huge. In fact, my son is named after the proper name. I'm a huge fan of Sting. And you were in three oh, Sting movies. I saw movies. this. I you saw in, this. You were in Quadrophenia. You you were in The Bride. And you were also in Plenty, which is a... Uh, I'm sure people in the UK yeah. know more than we do here in the US. But I, because yeah. of being such a devotee of Sting, I've watched all of his movies. So now oh, now you've yeah. made me jealous. I'm going to tell you some stories connected with those three, <laughs> three things. Uh, on Quadrophenia, Frank Frank Rodham, the director, he, he, he cast me as one of the, the gang originally, and uh, then I just got pushed aside for some reason, um, and I was just, uh, you know, one of the uh, Jimmy's gang in it. And I was I was in most of the film, uh, from the Brighton scenes, and Sting, there's a scene we filmed in Southgate, which is North London, uh, where we're doing a scene where he's doing his little kind of dance and I'm right beside him you actually see me coming to shop you know beside him doing this kind of 60s dancing <laughs> but I mean quite a few scenes of that and Sting wasn't particularly friendly on that but um, maybe too much cocaine or something I don't know what it was but he wasn't he was pretty uh, kind of himself that's <laughs> <laughs> true I mean you know they've done drugs, drugs sure so um, uh, who hasn't <laughs> Well, it could be Coca-Cola, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, uh, there's a guy, Dexter, in fact, I met a few years ago, and he was looking after Sting, and he's uh, quite important in the music scene in this country. But then years later, I, I obviously then worked, uh, I was uh, asked to be uh, Sting's uh, stand-in in a film called The Bride. And that was, I think it was Frank Rodham again. And, um, I worked on it for about a week for the test shots, really, and then uh, they had someone else in line um, who, uh, you know, uh, I'm kind of pleased, really. They went off to Eastern Europe to film, and I, I was I, I had other work to do anyway. Um, but Sting was he was really quite kind and, and kind on that one, and then um, but also I worked another thing called Brimstone and Treacle, which he did. Oh uh, my god! Performed on that as well. So it's four. It's four, yeah, it's four films. Um, what's Another one was um, plenty. Uh, plenty. Uh, Is it online? You were in plenty, plenty. with Meryl Streep and Sting. I, I'm like um, the um, biggest. Yeah. I'm the biggest uh, American fan of Brimstone and Treacle uh, from from uh, east to west coast. So now you've made me yeah. insanely jealous. In the scene where the, the dark people were dancing, scene. I, I, I can't remember. We did we did it in this cinema in this hall in the cinema, and there's a dancing scene. I did a lot of dancing in the films, you know, and and because um, I'm a pretty good dancer, I suppose. But uh, I mean that scene in Brimstone Trick was just dancing because I hadn't seen it for years. But funny thing, getting back to um, Plenty, um, uh, I was on it. We were meant to be one of the crew. Um, we filmed it at the other studios where they film BBC's EastEnders now. And it was the last film to be filmed. Uh, at um, at that studio before uh, the TV um, BBC took, took the studio over, and um, I was on it with a guy, a friend of mine called Daryl Brooke, who's also one of the Nazis in Rage's Lost Art. He's now living in America, actually, Daryl. Hmm. Um, but um, in LA, I think. Yeah. But anyway, we're on that, in that scene. We're, we're sitting down, uh, you know, just getting ready for our scenes. We're, we're meant to be a clapperboard. I was meant to be a cameraman. 
I think Daryl's a clapper boy or whatever on the scene we're filming there with Mel Street. And uh, it's absolutely true. You can edit this if you want. But um, she was sitting behind us and she was dressed in that 1950s clothes. Yeah. And she had the kind of like, like pencil dress, you know, striped and, you know, and she had like, stock, you know, nice stockings on, very nicely. And Daryl said to me, Derek, don't look now, but just, just look over your shoulder. I looked over my shoulder and there was Mel Street and she was smiling at me and Daryl because we were fairly decent looking boys, I suppose. <laughs> she was free and single then. She, she, listen, and the fact that I promise you is true. She was flashing herself to us. Whoa! Whoa. You, you saw Meryl Streep's? <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was actually like a scene from, uh, in, it was that film with, um, uh, with Michael Douglas. Um, Base Against um, The one that, Basic Instinct. Yeah, it's like that scene, but that was before. Yeah, yeah, before Basic Instinct. But you know, this was still before. But no, but she, she had. Yeah, she wasn't naked or anything like. But you could see her suspender belts. You could see uh, little black knickers and stuff. You know, I'm sure. The, I'm sure she did wear knickers, but but she did like she uh, flashed herself. She's quite else, you know, and she was teasing us. I'm like, I could believe it. Well, I mean, I was kind of. I, I thought it was beautiful, but at the same time, you, God, you know, why? You know, but she's like in time. She's like enticed us to look at her, you know, and uh, and I promise you that's absolutely true. <laughs> that is a great story. So if you had played your cards right, you could have been you could have been married to Meryl Streep, or you could have been Ronald Lacey's uh, son-in-law. Had those dates worked out? Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. You know, I did. I really did fancy Meryl Streep. Actually, I thought she was. A- yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. A long, long, long hair. When I saw her in that, when I saw that film in Manhattan, um, with, I like, I'm a big fan of Woody Allen actually. And when I saw Manhattan with her and her beautiful blonde hair, and I thought, oh god, she's so so gorgeous. You know, she's really so sweet and beautiful. I'm right there um, with you. But yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a little, that's a little scene, a little, a little thing about. Um, Plenty, yeah. Right. Well, let's bring it back because this is a Star Wars show. I'm going to bring it back to Star Wars to kind of wrap up here. The L Street 1976 documentary, you've mentioned it. Yeah. This sounds like it's our yep. cup of tea. Dave Prowse, Jeremy Bullock, Garrick Hagan, Paul Blake. Um, how did you become involved with this? And and what exactly do we have in store for us when we watch this? Okay. Uh, I was approached over two years ago um, by a producer called Hank Stars, his name is, and um, he, I, I think he texted me first or emailed me and then we spoke on the phone and he said, we'd really love to have you in this movie, uh, uh, which we're filming uh, with people connect, with the connection to the very first Star Wars movie, you know. So I said, yeah, whatever, you know, I'm quite happy to do that. So, so eventually, after about a month or so, I, I had a meeting at Waterloo Station, near the station at this beautiful club, private club. And they interviewed, they actually interviewed me. And then after my interview, we did a four hour interview, first of all, because <laughs> they wanted to ask everything. Yeah. And uh, then uh, just after me was, was uh, uh, Garrick, no, no, sorry, Anthony Forrest. Forrest. Uh, it was me first, then uh, Anthony Forrester, and uh, et cetera. Um, and so they filmed us there, and then they filmed us again uh, a, a quite a long time later. We went, we went to Street Studios and sat in the one of the uh, studios. It was myself, John Chapman, 
uh, Pam Rose, um, it was uh, Laurie Good, and um, it was uh, Anthony Forrest. Yeah, it was there. Uh, I haven't forgotten anyone, have I? Uh, yeah, anyway, we were sitting around. We did, we did this kind of talk. We were sitting like, around and talking to each other about experiences of Star Wars, etc. So that'd be kind of fun. And uh, then, then they filmed me in my house uh, talking um, about my life and career and about my childhood and everything. And then they filmed me in the forest well not the forest in fact because I, you know, I do train in martial arts and I, I uh, um, they filmed me in my local park actually we did little shots of me running and doing bits and pieces which you'll see I won't say too much about it but um, yeah, so basically this film from what I get um, is about 10 actors who are connected with the first Star Wars film now technically speaking Jeremy Bullock was not in the first film right was, was the second was he was uh, Bob Cat. Um, so but they got Jeremy um, and uh, he's a lovely guy so he's involved and always Dave Prowse etc um, so uh, it's a, what, I, what I understand is 10 actors who work with the first film what have they what do they do before Star Wars what do they do after Star Wars what is their life how has their life been affected by Star Wars and um you know, uh, just that kind of general kind of feeling and about doing conventions and all that stuff. It's going to be good for fans to see an insight into uh, the real me, you know, real Derek Lyons, the real Dave Krause or the real, you know, I think a lot of the, uh, uh, the truth of, of us all, <laughs> all the uh, nooks and crannies of our character come across. Right. No, um, this... Because the camera sometimes never lies. Right. No, this sounds, uh, this sounds exactly like the kind of thing that our listeners would get into because that's the kind of stuff we talk about on our show. We, we don't talk about the main characters. We talk about the, the obscure characters, and those tend to be the most interesting. So this is going to be great. I know that everyone you've mentioned – uh, several of us on the podcast have met already, and uh, I hope yeah. I hope that that comes true uh, for for you as well. I, I know we, we would love to meet you at, at some point. Um, Guaranteed. Is you? there anything else that you have that you'd like to plug? Well, not really. I'll, I'll just tell you this about Elstree Street just quickly, still because um, that film, uh, it, you know, it went to Cannes. They just showed before. They even showed the trailer at Cannes in maybe yeah, in France. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole of Australia and New Zealand bought rights for Elstree 1976. Wow! And it's you know it's also been taken. Uh, the producer now, the producer production company, people were like distributing it and selling it is a company called um, The Works, and they did. Uh, they've done films with Tommy Lee Jones. They've done. Um, they did Man on the Wire, that one about the guy walking across the Twin Towers, you know. Mm, right. And um, it, it, so there's a big, big bit, there's big guys behind this, and uh, it's going to be, I tell you, it's going to be massive. Yeah. I mean, once, because it's coming out just before the Star Wars in, in December, and and it's hooked onto that. We're not conne- we're not connected with it, respect that, you know, we're connected with Disney or Lucasfilm, but there's a connection there. So uh, on on that, it's a bit like um, getting that wave. The Star Wars is the wave. New film, Star Wars Seven, Episode Seven, yeah. and we're catching with the surfers catching that wave. So next year, uh, on the back of that, there's a lot of things happening right. uh, connecting with me and the director and the producer said, Derek, you know, when this film comes out, you know, you you know, you're gonna it maybe tells everyone that this thing, but it's 
it's going to be so good for you. We're going to be in very much demand. Well, um, we hope and, that's um, true. We'll see. I mean, if it happens, that'd be great. Yeah, we we, we totally hope that's true. And and I, I, I encourage so all of our listeners to uh, not that we they need our encouraging because this is the kind of thing, like I said, that they're going to go out and and it's not just our listeners, but uh, Americans in general. Star Wars is at a fever pitch, and I think the guy's right. This is the kind of thing that's gonna, that can be a groundswell and can can become something. And and I hope that it does for you. And and I hope that if we ever do, and I'm sure we will do an episode on Voran Naal, your character, that we can uh, touch base with you that again. That'd be good. So I'll tell you something that the that this. Uh, John Chapman said to me even a year ago. Or so he said. You know, he said, uh, "What we should? Oh, I just thought we should do a, a convention, just us. You know, just the ten people uh, in collecting Lost Three Nine Seventy Six. You know, so someone in America should bring us, us out." Oh, guarantee! Like, I wish you would. Oh, I wish you would come to that, the states. Uh, just like, uh, yeah, I would like. That. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to open a lot of doors, not only for me, but for the other actors as well. I mean, some some don't need any doors open because they've been there, done it. But you know, with me, I've myself. I'll be quite honest with you I've never really wanted to be famous I just wanted to be working uh, I'm not an ego I can be an ego but at the same time I just want you know when I meet fans at conventions I just you know, have a lot of fun I enjoy myself it's not about the money it's about the fans it's about enjoying myself and spread, spreading you know the, the love and kindness and and the, and the this philosophy of you know uh, the force you know the force of positiveness the force of um uh, of unity of people and um and uh we're all we're all of us are on this uh, you know big adventure in our millennium falcon together and uh you know traveling through the the trials and tribulations the the asteroids of life you know so and and, and hopefully never never uh, have the death star in front of us you know? <laughs> but um uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm I'm very pleased to be a part of that, and uh, you know, um, as I say, it's been it's been a great pleasure to talk to you, and um, as I say, uh, David and 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 uh, Chris, you know, of course, uh, be with always with you, and and uh, forevermore, and um, hope your family and everyone uh, has a long and 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 beautiful and happy life well thank you and the thank same you to you much. and this is like like uh, been more than a pleasure talking to you so catch derek in the l street 1976 uh, documentary when it when it comes stateside and who knows maybe again on star wars and character when we do more now derek thank you so much for talking to us today thanks, my friend. yeah god bless you guys and thanks so much uh, for your uh, great interview oh, thank you derek thanks for being with us Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information.